ever tried, ever failed. No matter. Try again. Fail again. Fail better. Samuel Beckett. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no-filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey, hustlers. Christian here, host of The Hustle Show. Thank you so very much for tuning in to today's episode 19. I'm so excited and thrilled and very grateful to have you here and that you're joining me again, sharing another entrepreneurial story that I just can't wait to share with you because today's guest is Robin Burstock, and she is the founder of multiple companies. She started a copper mug business and grew it in three years to three million in sales, which is amazing. She loves to inspire other entrepreneurs, and that's the number one reason why I wanted to have her on the show, because she shares the same vision as The Hustle Show. She tries to inspire other people to take actions and go after their dreams, and she recently released an amazing book that you're going to hear about during the episode. So I'm super excited to have her here today, and remember that the show notes and a way to connect with Robin will be available at thehassleshow.co slash TSH19. And along with many, many other things that we have in our website. So make sure you go into the website and check it out and check out all the content that we have there for you. And before we jump into the call, make sure you hit the subscribe button right now. As when you subscribe to the show, you will tell iTunes and YouTube that the show is worthy of your time. And and it will allow other people to find the show easier and for me to reach and motivate a lot more people. Okay, so I hope you subscribe to the show. And without further ado, let's jump in the call with Robin Burstock. All right, Hustlers. So in today's episode, we have Robin. Welcome, Robin. Thanks. Hi. I'm super thrilled to have you here. I mean, your story, it's one of those stories that we love to share and for other people to hear that, you know, all the amazing things that you've done and hopefully motivate other people to take action as you did. Thank you. So I want to hear, you know, I wanna, I'm, I'm eager to start digging into the story and, and, and I want to hear the, the journey that you had. I was starting businesses quite young. Back in college, I, I met a woman who was making these pins that held reading glasses, and they were really pretty and decorative, and I thought all eyeglass stores in America should have them, so I started importing them from England, where this woman lived in England, and uh, selling them to eyeglass stores. That was my first business. But soon I realized that it wasn't actually the best product because when you had glasses hanging on the pins, it would stretch the fabric and cause little holes. So I learned from that and moved on to another product. I came across a prototype for a bamboo Bluetooth keyboard and thought that that, that was a great niche. So many people want less plastic in their lives and there's not so many environmentally, environmentally friendly electronics on the market. So I started a Kickstarter campaign and raised some money to bring that to market and expanded the product line to other environmentally friendly electronics and accessories. But um, after a while, I realized that product line wasn't the best either because bamboo, while it's really environmentally friendly, it's not the most stable material. So uh, we had a lot of issues with the bamboo warping and breaking and way too high of a return rate. So I continued to run that business until my next business took off and just wasn't worth the time anymore. But about five years ago, I got the idea for my last business, which was 
the first successful business I launched. And um, I had a drink out of a copper mug, a Moscow Mule. And back then they weren't popular, but now it's a pretty popular drink and everybody likes to drink a Moscow Mule out of a copper mug. And at the time I'd never seen it before. And I thought so many more restaurants and bars and people could have copper mugs. And I did some research and saw that nobody else was selling them. So I used some networks that I had. I I had worked for a company that was importing hunting equipment from overseas. And I was part of a LinkedIn group for importing and exporting. And I just posted a message asking who could manufacture copper mugs. And I got some responses and ordered some samples and built a simple website, started marketing and imported just 100 copper mugs at first and sold them on Amazon and they sold within days. So that was a good, I, that gave me a good idea that there was good potential. And so I kept importing more and expanding the product line, adding different shapes and sizes and styles, and then eventually other complementary products like shot glasses and mint julep cups, punch bowls, ladles, trays. And we ended up with over a hundred different products and expanded sales channels and different types of marketing and um, grew it to 3 million in sales a year within three years. So finally, after several attempts, I had a successful business. That's awesome. That's exactly <laughs> what this, you know, what the, sh- the what the hustle sh- show is all about. I mean, sharing the the journey and and being honest that you know, most of the times the first business that you try is not going to be the one that is going to blow up, but that doesn't mean that you stop trying. I mean, you kept going and you kept trying and not because they were not successful, you gave up. Yeah, all those not so successful businesses were learning experiences that were key to to eventually having a successful business. Yes, and that's something that I, I I tell a lot of people. I mean, you learn something, so the next project is a little bigger, and then you learn something, and then the next one is bigger. By the time that you you hit the the mug in you know the mug niche, I mean, you had a lot of experience already, and you knew what worked and what didn't work. Somewhat, <laughs> there's always more to learn. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's always. I, I don't think you ever finish learning, to be honest with you. Right, not at all. <laughs> so how was how was how were the first six months when you started um, your mug business? How was that like? Well, I was lucky to have a full time job that I could do from home, and so I kept that full time job for the first six months, so I could continue to pay the bills, and um, it was a it was a lot to balance, making sure I was doing what I needed to for my job and then getting orders out on time. Uh, I My one-bedroom apartment was full of boxes and packaging materials and labels. Uh, but eventually, well, pretty soon after the first couple of shipments, I realized that I could have Amazon do the fulfillment for me. So I started shipping the mugs directly to the Amazon warehouses. And, and that saved me a lot of time. I realized that I didn't need to be doing the warehousing, I showed that the experts take care of that. So that's when I started looking to outsource more and more, keep things simple on my end. Right, right. And up to what point did you make the switch of leaving your full-time job and, and focus on your business? It was around six months. Wow, that was fast. Yeah, I had enough income coming in that I felt like 
I could move forward and was confident that it was going to be a success, but it was still a struggle. I had two part-time jobs because getting ready for the holiday season that first year, I put all of my life savings into getting as much inventory as possible since I knew that the holiday season was going to be big. I had no idea how much, how big it was going to be, but I wanted to be as prepared as I could. So I put all of my savings into it and had a, a part-time job working as a lottery ball <laughs> at events. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then I was also a Lyft driver. Ooh. Right when Lyft got to Denver, I was one of the first drivers. And at that time, they paid you $15 an hour just to be available mm-hmm. and on, on call. So I would, I would be working on my computer, getting paid $15 an hour. And then when I would get a call for a ride, I just jump into my car and go take somebody somewhere. And that's awesome. Once I started getting really busy, then I didn't want to do it anymore. I did I did Uber for a few months too, but here, I mean, it's a small city, so there's not a lot of demand. So you, you spend a lot of time just waiting for the call. But that's so cool. I never heard that they were paying just for you to be, you know, ready to jump in the car. Yeah, at the very beginning. They didn't want to know that you weren't already in your car. Right. They, they wanted you to be in your car and ready, but my right. car was right outside the door. So <laughs> I was still ready. So you were basically building your business while waiting for a call from, from Lyft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was so cool. And did you, when, when you were investing all this money on, on shipments and I mean, because you were basically investing in inventory so that you could sell it. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have any doubts that you could sell all that merchandise? Any fears? It was, it was scary, but I think it was a calculated risk because of, the, how quickly the first 100 mugs sold and how little competition there was at the time. So I was pretty confident that I was making the right decision to to put all my life savings into it. it just because I had that data from proven sales results. So after the six months, you left your job and, and then you kept going, you kept going. Up to where, what point did you hire any, anybody else or was it's it's been all always you? I've hired a few different employees over the years. First, it was an intern. A friend of a friend said she was interested in learning about what I was doing. And she had a full-time job, but offered to help when she could. So very part-time, my first employee, uh, she was great but then I needed more than just part-time. So I hired a full-time employee and she was totally virtual too. She could work anytime in any place. And then I hired a second employee to help with the engraving operations. We got an engraving machine and started doing a lot of customization. That's awesome. So So you were basically running a super lean startup. I mean, everybody, everybody could work whenever they want. The woman who did all the engraving, she could she had a baby and she could take her baby to the office and the baby could sleep or she could breastfeed while she was <laughs> <laughs> waiting in between the mugs while they were getting in the machine getting engraved. That's awesome. That's so cool. I mean, I'm I'm inspired by your story, but you know, you were trying to helping other women and you were you were trying to inspire them and teach them while you were building the business. The Amazon business. So it's so cool to hear all these stories. And and then I guess that transition into a new adventure for you, right? You went to Radius Partnership. Is that right? Yes. So how did uh-huh. how did that came out to be? 
Well, after three years of growing my business, I realized it was a, was not what I wanted to be doing forever. The money and the sales were really exciting at first, but after a few years, it just wasn't as exciting. And the best part of everything that I was doing was when people told me that I was inspiring them to start their own business and do something that they were excited about to, to get out of the nine to five cubicle life. So I knew that the next thing I wanted to do was inspire people. And so I decided to start working on a book and uh, found other women entrepreneurs with great stories and recently published a compilation of stories that inspire. It's called Adventures of Women Entrepreneurs, available on Amazon. And at the same time, I've started consulting, helping other businesses get started with e-commerce, either selling their own products on their own website or getting started on Amazon. And to all the hustlers that are listening, this book has five-star reviews on Amazon, and it's amazing. Congratulations <laughs> for you. you. And we'll make Thanks. sure that we link, uh, you know, the book and and your and your business on the show notes at thehustleshow.co slash tsh19. So everybody listening, you know, go get a go get a copy because these these stories are amazing, incredible stories of of women that are entrepreneur and that you are inspiring and that you are, you know delivering the message and inspiring other people to go go after their dreams which is which is what i love you know that's exactly what i like to do too yeah that's what you're doing with this show it's exactly so yeah and that was another reason why i wanted to have you here because we basically share that vision that you know it's it's most of the times it's not about the revenue because the revenue there's a point where it stops being fun like you said uh-huh. and then you gotta swift you know you gotta achieve that that mindset and that mentality towards something that It's going to help you be happier, right? Yeah. Is that what happened to you? Yeah, I wanted to find more meaning and long-lasting passion. I, I was passionate and really excited about starting my business, but once it was up and running and going well, then, yeah, I wasn't feeling like it was <laughs> my long-term mission. Yeah. Cool. So how did the, the, the idea for the book came up? I was at a women's entrepreneurship conference at Amazon, and I heard a woman speak. Her name is Marla Beck. She founded a company called Blue Mercury and grew it to many millions of dollars and eventually sold it to Macy's Wow! and did it all while raising three children and had plenty of challenges along the way. Well, after she opened up her first physical brick and mortar store, a body shop opened up just across the street and she was telling her amazing story about how she built her business. And I was very much inspired by her story. And at the end, she said something along the lines that there's so many books out there about male entrepreneurs. We, ra we rarely ever hear about women entrepreneurs. So keep on doing what you're doing and eventually there'll be a book about us. <laughs> And so I just at that moment felt like, yeah, but there should be a book about us and maybe that's what I can do next. <laughs> so I contacted her. I tried to get her to be part of the book. She was not available. She's, I think, just too busy with plenty of other things in her life. But uh, started a marketing campaign looking for people to submit their story and went to some TEDx events where I heard great stories and contacted some people directly asking them to be part of it and then after a few months had a good group of ladies and we included one man's story too 
That's so cool. I'm so excited. I'm going to get a copy and read it because, I mean, not only will it give me a few ideas for guests too, but I want to, you know, I love hearing the the hustling stories, the success stories like yours, because, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing all the people that is out there. And I think you, you have, you have this line there in Amazon that, you know, we all hear about Bill Gates and the big names out there, Steve Jobs. And, Mm -hmm. but we don't hear about the small business owners that, you know, do miracles. Yeah. So I love, I love, I would love, you know, I'm going to go buy a copy when we end up the call and, and then I'll let you know what I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not just the success stories. It's also like the stories of the challenges, all of these successful entrepreneurs have gone through and just continued to work through lots of barriers internally and externally. And oftentimes internally is the biggest barrier. We don't always believe in our own potential. And uh, yeah, we, we are a lot stronger than we think we are. Yes. And, and, you know, self-doubt is something super big in entrepreneurship because it, you know, it's a big roadblock. What would you say was your biggest, uh, you know, roadblock that you had through building these different businesses, the book and all of them? Um, I think there's different roadblocks for each of them, but inventory planning was <laughs> the biggest challenge for me in my copper mug, my e-commerce business, just dealing with manufacturing in India and shipping and inventory management and getting my systems in place, inventory management system and accounting. Those are all huge challenges, just like complete learning curves, going from not knowing nothing about any of it to to running a, a pretty big business. And a lot of times people think that they can't do something because they don't know how to do it, but that should not stop you from doing it because many people don't know and you learn along the way and if you mess up or fail it's okay you move on and learn from it and try it a different way yeah absolutely Uh, i mean you know you you, you're saying some gold nuggets there that i you know i kind of push to a little bit because I don't think it's, it's wise because a lot of people wait for that. You know, I, I got to wait for for the moment to be perfect so that I have the knowledge that I'm going to need. And they wait and wait and wait. But that moment's never going to it's never going to come. Right. So, you you know, you're like, you know, you're a true hustler. You went in and you learn on the job. Yes. And if you don't do it the right way, that doesn't mean that it's not the right way for you. Maybe you're doing it your way and your way could be what works best (laughs) so uh, you don't have to do it the way other people think you should be because sometimes you'll come up with a even better approach yes absolutely i mean being unique and being yourself and do you know be creative do whatever you think that is right for your business because there's no one size fits all in entrepreneurship definitely so it looks like you've come a long way i mean i'm very excited for everything that you've done and i'm very excited for what's what's ahead of you because you know you're you're in path to even greater and bigger things and i'm very proud of everything that you do of your book and trying to motivate motivate a lot of other people and through all the journey that you had the ups and downs and what we like to call the you know the entrepreneurial mountains and the valleys that can be very high but then can be very low what Uh what do you think is your secret to success i think uh 
acting on things quickly is a secret to my success. Like with the copper mugs, I could have taken a lot more time to have my systems in place and my products perfected and the product packaging looking amazing. And I I could have taken a lot more time for planning, but instead I, I moved quickly and I just used blank white boxes with pretty plain inserts. And that was huge to get my product out by the holiday season. If I waited longer, I would have, I would have been behind on the trend and my products would have come out at the same time as all the competition, but instead I was ahead and that was a huge key, a huge key. I don't like to procrastinate. I think uh, if you have something difficult or daunting, the best thing is just to take care of it as soon as possible. And Yes, it, uh, that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, just procrastinating. And like I said, you know, waiting for that moment that will never come is just burning, you know, your energy and time on things that are not going to do any good. Yeah. I, I know meetings are a huge thing in the corporate environment, but I, I like to make decisions quickly and not debate over all the different options and get a million different people involved because sometimes you can use your best judgment and and just move forward. Right. And the good thing is that you were, you know, you were such lean company that you could make, ha- you know, things happen faster. Even at the beginning, you were on your own, but even after you, you hire the first few people, I mean, you, you could still, right. You, right. You could still make decisions fast. Yes. So I think that's very important that, you know, you, you, you pace yourself when you're growing, because if you grow too fast or you bring in too many people at the same time, it gets chaotic. Mm-hmm. So for you, what kept you going during the the low moments The you know, did you ever lose hope or lose motivation? What kept you going through those moments? I think a good life balance. I was definitely stressed at times and losing sleep because of anxiety and thoughts going through my head over and over again. And uh, I would just make sure to take some time to do the, the things in life that help me feel balanced, like go for a hike in the mountains or a yoga class or spend time with friends, not thinking about work. Um, it's so easy to let your business run you, but you have to run your life and keep things in check. That's so cool. I mean, you know, exercising and doing but, you know, time for your hobbies and things like that. Do, you know, push the reset button so that when you come back to work and go back to your business, you are a lot more motivated and inspired and everything. So that's so cool that you that you did that. So now, I mean, I want to change gears a little bit. You know, your story is amazing and it's very inspiring to everybody that is listening. But I want to change gears from your story to what I like to call the hassle round where basically I'm going to give you a word and then you're going to you're going to say out loud the first word that comes to mind, okay? So it's a little word game. So you're saying you're telling me word and I just say another word that comes to mind related to that word? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay? Just only one word? Try to stick to one. It's hard, but try to try your best to stick to one. And I have to respond really quickly. I don't get time to think about it. Uh, well, as fast as you can. We don't have a timer, so okay. <laughs> as fast as you can, it'll be good. Yeah. There's been people already that spend a few 30 seconds thinking because <laughs> they blank okay. out. But, you know, as, as fast as you can and, you know, just try to stick to one word. Okay. Ready? Hustle. 
Run fast. Work. Motivate. Employee. Help. Boss. Mm. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> Rules. Should be broken. College. Learn about life. Fear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what comes to mind with fear? I with can't fear? think of something <laughs> for fear. <laughs> okay, we'll skip that one. <laughs> Weakness. Challenge. Strength. Exercise. Motivation. Hustle. And last but not least, books. Learning. Awesome. <laughs> you did pretty well. I didn't get very creative with my responses. Yeah, you were. I love them. No, I was not very creative. <laughs> the only one that we missed was fear, but everything else was yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So to all the hustlers that are listening to us right now, is there any motivational hustling quote that you can share with them to inspire them to either leave their job if they're on the fence trying to decide or maybe they already started a business, but they're not at the point where they want to be yet. Is there anything that you can tell them to motivate them and to help them to keep pushing towards their dream? I would like to just again repeat what I said earlier about learning to embrace failure. I think our society has taught us to fear it, but I think all the successful people in the world have learned to embrace it and Uh, there's an acronym for F-A-I-L. It's first attempt in learning. So try something. You don't have to quit your job. You can start it on the side and see how it goes. And once you see that there's demand and potential, then keep on taking steps towards making it a reality. Set goals and make them achievable and celebrate each time you achieve it. Awesome. I love that. That is so good. And, you know, hopefully we get a lot of people inspired and we get a few emails from this episode, you know, that we inspire people to, you know, just start tomorrow, whatever it is, just start tomorrow. Don't wait. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So before we leave, is there any way that people can connect with you and follow what you're doing or, you know, get in touch with you? Sure. Yeah. I have a few websites. There's radiuspartnership.com. You can send me a message from there. And also we have a website for the book. The book is called Adventures of Women Entrepreneurs. And the website is awebook.com. And you can contact me through that website too. Awesome. And like I said, you know, we'll make sure that we put those links and the links to the book at thehustleshow.co slash TSH19. So everybody that is listening, just go there and, you know, get a hold of Robin and go get her book. It's, you know, it's inspiring to see all these stories in one place. Thanks, Christian. Well, you know, I, I really wish you the best of success. I'm very happy and very grateful to have you here today on the show. Uh, it was a very inspiring episode. I hope everybody that is listening is just, you know, thrilled like me right now. And, you know, I wish you the best of success. And again, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. And I wish you the best of success too with your business. I'll definitely be ordering my next batch of matcha from you. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.